0: Hello everyone, and welcome back to another PC Boys podcast. It is Logan here, and today I'm going to be talking about and giving my thoughts on Marvel Phase uh, Marvel Phase Four slate that was released at San Diego Comic Con. And I just want to kind of go over my, with myself because I know me, Kevin, and David, we're obviously going to all have a group discussion when we get back to school. I don't, I can't really promise we're going to be doing stuff together from here on out, until school starts, when, uh, you know, that's probably the next time you're gonna hear from them, and then we're gonna have to figure out what we're gonna do once we graduate, but, um, nonetheless, we are gonna be talking about Marvel's Phase 4, so, I'm gonna pull up a picture here, so I make sure I'm not missing or saying something wrong, um, so, the first thing that I want to state out there in the obvious is that Marvel Phase 4 is only going on for two years, and then they're moving to Phase 5. Kevin Feige has confirmed that um they are doing the Fantastic Four and um Mar- or the Fantastic Four. And he called them mutants, but the X-Men um, in uh, the near future. Okay. So, I'm trying to find the official one, because for some reason they don't have the official slate on here, which makes no fucking sense to me. How can you not have an official slate for phase four yet? Why is it already on here? Um, st- Still got nothing. Wow, that's incredible. Because I-, I know some, but I probably don't remember every single one of them because I probably am not too enthused about every single one. Um, Come on, they've got to have a phase four slate somewhere in here. Hold on, I could probably find it on YouTube or something. Sorry, I probably should have this uh, pulled up a lot sooner than now. Uh, you know what? Fuck it. We're just gonna go with it. We're just gonna run with what I do now. So we start off Phase Four with ah Ca- uh, fuck, Black Widow. Man, I don't, I, I've been saying Captain Marvel. I think way too much in the past like year and a half. So Black Widow is going to be our first movie moving into Phase Four. And it's going to have uh, Black Widow and Taskmaster in it. And that's a big deal to me. Because I'm a huge Taskmaster fan. Um, when it comes to the villain side of things, Taskmaster is kind of like my all-time like villain that I want to see on the big screen. Um, so I feel like that's good. I believe it's taking place in Budapest, I heard. I don't know between what... Um, time frame, because, spoiler alert, for those of you who haven't watched Avengers Endgame yet, uh, Black Widow dies. So this movie obviously takes place well before all, uh, all the other Marvel movies. And we aren't seeing Black Widow's movie till May of next year, and then I think the movie after that is in July or later that year. I think there's only two movies next year for Marvel. And that's really going to be about it. So even the first movie that we get for Marvel, we're going to be waiting almost an entire year before we get a in-the-present-day Marvel film, which is pretty odd, but, you know. Um, I see that they're doing a Loki series, a Hawkeye series, which I heard was about him teaching, I believe, it would be his daughter to become the next Hawkeye, um, which is pretty cool um i hear that for the new thor love and thunder movie apparently jane or natalie portman's coming back as jane foster but is playing a version of uh the girl thor from the comic books but obviously i never read those like obviously as comic book readers you gravitate to a certain comic you know of other comics existences But I was never really the biggest Thor comic reader, you know, obviously I was mainly Spider-Man and the Avengers and Iron Man and Captain America and, you know, those sort, and Thor was really not my cup of tea, but I understand just enough about his origins and everything, you know, to be able to enjoy his movies. So if you're a big Thor fan from the comics, you know, you'll be griping or something about Uh, the interpretation of the character or whatnot. But me, for somebody that hasn't read a whole bunch of the Thor comics, I kind of just, you know, let it go with the flow. Um, And then Tessa Thompson's character, Valkyrie, is also the new Queen of Asgard. One thing I did notice and want to say about this uh, panel for Marvel's Phase 4 is that it's very SJW-leaning. Now, that doesn't mean to say that all these movies are going to suck. But... There's a lot of Brie Larson sort of I'm calling it the Brie Larson effect, where there's all these female superheroes that are coming out of nowhere, and it's it's different when it's like okay we're doing a female superhero movie, and that's, and then you know we'll do another one here and there or or we'll schedule or we'll have a female uh, hero movie in between. Um, some other normal superhero movies. Like, they've uh, changed a few characters, I don't remember them specifically, that were men in the comics uh, to females, uh, now in in the live-action universe, and I heard about that from Marvel fans that know the actual continuity and context of the... um, um, Marvel Comics, and this was on YouTube, but I don't remember the specific YouTuber because... I don't watch them very often. If I watch a YouTuber a lot, I'll normally reference them. But if I don't really know, then I don't. But I did hear about that. And, you know, like I said, I don't have a problem with there being female heroes. As long as it's not a political SJW force in. And if it actually is a good story, makes sense, and it's all good, yes, that's fine. But... I just find it very odd how there's so many female heroes and male characters being replaced by females and stuff. It, it just, it's just, it's giving me that SJW vibe. Um, but that doesn't, this isn't a Captain Marvel situation though. This isn't like me going to be here like, man, this movie's going to really fucking suck and then go watch the movie and then have it not be on the SJW side of things, not be as bad as I thought. But, you know, it still didn't hold up as a good movie. Um, but these movies, like Black Widow, I've always wanted a Black Widow movie. That movie I've wanted, that movie I've been waiting for, and they're going to give it to me. I'm very happy about that. However, when it comes to what they're going to do from here on out, I cannot really say for sure if, uh, from Black Widow on, if it's going to be non-SJW influence. I hope not, but a lot of comic book um readers and a lot of uh YouTubers that are big onto uh the comic book lore inside of things I've been talking about this SJW agendas in these movies and these shows, and really, I don't want that. I just want Marvel to be able to make female characters without having some sort of political SJW reason behind it. Like, for instance, when you make Black Widow, make it a good movie, have a good story, good character development and whatnot. Don't just be like, yeah, it's a female, so come watch the movie. That's basically what Captain Marvel was. We got a female hero, come watch the movie, and that's what they were marking it on, having a female hero. Did it work? Not really. The box office and the actual quality of the movie are very different. And you can't listen to critics on any movie, whether that be a good movie or a bad movie. You have to listen to what the audience has to say. Even though people can be haters out there, critics can be bought off. And I've stated this multiple times for video games and for movies and shows. Don't listen to critics. Critics can be bought off. Meaning, if you're listening to a critic, chances are their opinions can be influenced by money, events, or what the fuck ever that they really want. It's just, that's just how the whole business works. But with me, you get my straight up honest opinions rather than a bot opinion, right? Ah, gotta love drinking tea when doing podcasts. Um, but yeah, so I have hope for Marvel's Phase 4. I'm just hoping it doesn't become a cesspool of SGW nonsense. But moving on, there is Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. I believe that was the name of that film. And it's going to have Elizabeth Olsen's um, Scarlet Witch in that movie, co-starring with Benedict Cumberbatch. So in a sense, it's not specifically a Doctor Strange sequel, which is really odd, right? Because it is, but it isn't. And the reason I say it's not a direct Doctor Strange sequel, unlike, you know, like you have Captain America, Captain America the Winter Soldier, Iron Man 1, Iron Man 2, Iron Man 3... Spider Man, uh, Fire from Home, Spider Man Homecoming, um, Avengers, Avengers, Age of Ultron. It's not a specific franchise name uh, that's carrying on. It, it's, it says Doctor Strange in. The Multiverse of Madness. Saying that Dr. Strange... It's not really Dr. Strange's movie. Because it's saying like he's a guest star into it. So, that's going on. I heard it's going to be like a horror movie. Which, in my opinion, would be pretty cool to see a Marvel horror movie. Marvel Zombies. I was a big fan of those comics. And, you know, I would still love to be able to watch... Or, excuse me, read those comics again. But I don't remember where the fuck they uh, were put. uh, So, I can't. But... In all fairness, um, I think that movie can be very good. Uh, Loki obviously has his series coming. The Eternals are coming out. Uh, and I'm not a big Eternals fan either. You know, a lot of the stuff in Phase 4 that they announced for movies like Shang-Chi, which we'll talk about next, and th- all this, I don't really know these characters, right? I don't know the Eternals. I don't really. I out of the original Avengers, I didn't really know Thor. You know, I knew every other Avenger, just not really about Thor too much. Um, I didn't really start reading into the Thor comics until his first movie. I went to see Thor. I think Thor was my first Marvel movie I ever watched in theaters. So I went to watch Thor, and after that, I started reading into the Thor comics because I wanted to learn more about Thor's character. But until then, I had no interest. It was just pretty much Spider-Man or the Avengers and Iron Man and Captain America, you know, kind of the bigger names. And that was really it. But um, I think the Eternals could be good. I know that they're, like, immortal beings, and I know that I'm a Marvel nerd. I know I'm a Marvel nerd, and a lot of people are probably upset that I don't know everything Marvel, but look, okay, I've only been on Earth for 18 years, okay, and a lot of these adults and stuff, while have, yes, read the comics, comic book sales have gone down in general as time has progressed due to e-books and a lot other different sources of media, You know, comic books are not the same as what they used to be, but I digress. When it comes to, um, you know, superheroes and whatnot, I don't know a whole bunch about the Eternals. I know that they're basically these immortal creatures, hence why the name or or humanoid uh, people, superpowered people, a.k.a. why they're called the Immortals. And they protect Earth from other dimensional threats, I believe is uh, the whole thing. But I heard that the main leader is going to also be kind of not like the main leader and it's going to be replaced by a female character. Not the, the main role, but there's going to be another female character that was major in the comics, but not the leader. And they're kind of reversing the roles. And I'm just sitting here like, why do we need these uh, this SJW stuff? You could do that, but make it sen- make sense of it in the story. I don't know. So there's that. I'm not going to go much into detail about the Disney Plus shows. I will say that in The Falcon and Winter Soldier series, Baron Zemo's coming back being played by Daniel Brol again and he's finally going to be wearing a more comic accurate costume, which I'm very happy about because that that's fucking nice when you know your movie characters are wearing comic book accurate costumes. And yeah, it was just a huge it was just a huge surprise to see A lot of this cool, but yet concerning stuff on stage. It was interesting. Because I can't sit here and say that, like, dude, I'm so excited for Phase 4. Like, I'm jumping up and down. Phase 3, Phase 1, Phase 2, when you hear about the Avengers and stuff coming, like, you know, you're big. You're hyped. Like, in Phase 3, you had Civil War. You start off with a big boom. Then you obviously had all these movies coming out. Spider-Man, uh... And and Doctor Strange and all these other new characters leading up to Avengers Infinity War and Endgame being at the, like the final two spots of that slate, which then ended up being Spider-Man Far From Home. And then now you're coming out and seeing like, oh shit, dude, now we got all these new characters. But the problem is with these characters, I don't know a lot of them. I don't know about the Eternals. I don't really know about Shang-Chi. Kind of like a Captain Marvel thing. When they came out and announced Captain Marvel, I barely remembered who the fuck that was. Only due to the fact that I met, read Miss Marvel with Captain Marvel in it. Carol Danvers in her original costume when she was first Miss Marvel. But that's the only thing I remember. I never was a big fan of the Captain Marvel comics. I liked Miss Marvel a lot better than Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel just kind of became an SJW cash grab, rather than anything else. And I feel like Marvel Comics needs to stop going so damn liberal with their crap, but, you know, kind of be neutral, and I think all companies should do that. Don't lean to a political side. Be neutral. It's the best place to be, because then you can't piss everyone off. But once you lead to a side, you then do. But, anyways, Shang-Chi! And what was it, the tale of the eight rings, or nine rings or the five rings or something the rings i don't know the fucking number but the mandarin is finally returning as an actual villain you know that villain from iron man three that turned out to be a complete joke and a waste of source material yeah that mandarin is finally coming back and actually being played by an actor as an Enemy Now, Shang-Chi is Marvel's first ever kung fu movie, and I believe also Asian hero movie. Which I am completely fine with. Like, I like Jackie Chan's cartoon series back in the day. You know, I don't mind myself a kung fu movie. As long as they make this movie make sense in the context of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Because we gotta remember, we... We as Marvel fans, up until this point, are very used to the type of superhero movies that we're getting. Captain America, Iron Man, The Avengers, Spider-Man now, Doctor Strange, Black Panther, um, Thor. You know, we're used to specific characters, specific things and now we're starting to get some things that we don't really know well about. I think the Eternals could do wonders. I feel like the Eternals are something I could get really invested into. But when it comes to like Shang-Chi, I love the idea of a martial arts Marvel film. But I'm trying to think like the Eternals, I can see them fitting that into the MCU and making that work. But when it comes to Shang-Chi, it makes me wonder how do you fit that into the MCU? The Mandarin they can surely do, but a Kung Fu movie in the MCU. Is that, like, on a lower level than Spider-Man? Like, is that low... Like, it's obviously a ground-level-based movie, like Spider-Man, but... Spider-Man... I feel like takes on bigger threats that have more of a meaning than Shang-Chi. Because we don't know exactly what the plot is for Shang-Chi. And as much as I want to watch Shang-Chi... Because I'm really interested about it. Same with The Eternals. I'm really interested about these movies. They're announced, and I'm obviously really excited to see them and see what they're about. You know, open up my eyes a little bit. Where with fucking Captain Marvel, I didn't want to. Because I knew what was around that character and the vibe that it gave off. And with Black Widow. Black Widow, I'm excited for, okay? I'll tell you that. I'm really hyped and excited for Black Widow. Definitely want to see that. The Eternals, I'm really interested to see, like Shang-Chi. Really interested in seeing Doctor Strange into uh, uh, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness because I want to see a horror Marvel film, okay? I want to see that. Um, the Disney Plus shows, I will see, I guess, if I end up getting the uh, money To be able to purchase a subscription just to watch the shows. I'm not going to buy them. I'm going to watch them. But if I watch the shows and I'm not really impressed, I'll probably stop. I don't know if I want to watch Loki. Because, like, Loki is going to be based off of the Loki with the Tesseract from Endgame. You know, when they went back in time, that Loki, that's what that Disney Plus show is taking place with. um, uh, The Falcon and Winter Soldier want to see that one. Um, uh, Vision and uh, Scarlet Witch want to see that one. Because that also directly correlates with uh, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. And the thing is, though, with the fucking... Multiverse, it is a thing in the MCU, but I'm also scared to see what that does because I don't want fucking 50,000 versions of the characters running around, okay? And that's always one thing I don't like about Marvel Comics. The fact that there's so many different Earths and so many different universes, it really makes me upset. Now, the cool thing with Doctor Strange is, though, he's the Sorcerer Supreme. So they can do a multiverse movie... But not have to include 50,000 versions of our characters because of uh, that one movie. Like, instead of making the multiverse like a main canon thing that, you know, deals with a whole bunch of different movies... It can just be centered in one movie, and we don't need to hear about it ever again, which I would like that, because then they at least touch upon it, give us some cool ideas and stuff, but to have the multiverse just be opened up and allowed, you know, and this is my personal opinion, and then just to go and fuck everything up in every single individual movie leading up to an Avengers movie in my opinion, I would really be upset with because I don't want to see 50,000 versions of Captain America, Spider-Man running around. Like, that's not what I want. I just want the one version that we know about and that be it. Because once you start throwing a whole bunch of different other versions of the character in, deaths and um, emotional, actual impactful things happening in the past start to really, really mean nothing. And then the MCU will end up just turning into a big clusterfuck like the comics. We don't want that. I don't want that. So, a lot of people have been asking me um, the question of, or not a lot of people, but I would say a few people, uh, want my take on um, the whole uh, Unpredicted Blade uh, movie that was announced. And I said movie, I didn't say TV show, and I was, this was the thing out of Comic-Con that made me probably... The most excited while being the most surprised. Because I was not expecting... Like, when they talked about the Fantastic Four and X-Men, when they announced that they were in development and stuff, I understood that. But, once I heard about Blade, I was like, That. That is what I want. Blade is a movie series that I used to love. Even though Sony owned them, those three Blade movies I really enjoyed. And obviously Wesley Snipes is not coming back. I believe the guy's name is Marshal Ali or Marshalla Ali. And he played, obviously, in Luke Cage's Cottonmouth, which, you know, since, you know, the the Marvel Netflix shows are technically canon and in the MCU universe, it's going to be really hard to explain how he's two different characters. Well, they did, I mean, they also did that with the girl that played Mariah Dillard in Civil War and in uh, Luke Cage. And, you know, I guess Luke Cage is the only show that seems to have actors that play as villains crossover into other movies as characters, so... Why not put Luke Cage in there? I know, obviously, it's because of the contracts and they can't use the characters for a few years, which will bring me to another point that I'll be talking about soon. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited to see Blade. That movie, I am very, very, very excited because now we get vampires in the MCU. That can bring in a lot of new, different things because right now in the MCU, we have we have yet to experience vampires and all this other stuff. But this could also possibly make Sony's Universe more tied into the MCU with Morbius and with Venom. And if that is the case, man, guys, we could be looking at a really great future with the MCU. Like I said, though, a lot of these announcements were interesting, very exciting, and surprising, but also very concerning. Phase 4 for me right now is probably, out of all the phases, the most controversial... Or the most... Unsure I have felt about an entire phase going forward in the MCU. Because with phases 1, 2, and 3, it was pretty straight up with what we were getting. And I was pretty, you know, uh, sure of what we were getting. And I was pretty comfortable with everything besides Captain Marvel. Everything also was very good. Now we're getting into territory where I'm very scared about Marvel. Marvel's brand is a big thing. It sells and sells, and sells, but, is it going to be able to sell Shang-Chi, is it going to be able, like for instance, Top Gun Maverick came out, I did a podcast on it, but then deleted it, because I didn't think a lot of people would be interested in talking about Top Gun, we might talk about it later on, when more details are released about the movie, because it released a trailer, but, Let's say Top Gun Maverick were to go against a movie like Shang-Chi. Or, uh, but it won't, obviously, because it comes out in 2020, way after Black Widow comes out, so it's going to be safe. But, if it were to release against Shang-Chi or the Eternals, I feel like the movie would not do as good, um, due to the fact that A, Top Gun is very well known. It was a very big movie back Fucking in the 80s. I believe it was an eighties movie, yeah, I think it was an eighties movie, and it was it was a big deal. a lot of people like Top Gun, and it'll bring nostalgic back to the older generation, obviously it's a cash grab, and I know it is, but hopefully it's a good one, but if Shane or something were or something that isn't well known were to go up against that it's not going to be i don't think it could beat that the, uh, Top Gun movie in, uh, for the first weekend, I don't think it could happen, I think that it would personally, it would beat it eventually, but I don't think it would in the first weekend, because what would happen is, right, is since the character's not so known or stuff, you'd have an initial audience go in, right, and for that first weekend, it wouldn't beat Top Gun, but as word of mouth got around, if the movie was good or bad, if it was worth seeing, then that's obviously when you would start to see more of an influx of people coming to the theaters to watch Shang-Chi or The Eternals and then causing it to be a much bigger movie than Top Gun. But for that first weekend, Top Gun would be the king because those movies aren't very well known. I know Marvel's a big brand, but in my personal opinion and based on what I know about movie theaters and how movies work, people are going to go watch the movie that their uh, most uh recognizable with or the most uh that they actually know or care about more people know about top gun and care about top gun than probably shang chi or the eternals maybe the eternal the eternals i think it would be the more favorable out of the two to do good but Shang-Chi going up against a movie like Top Gun, I think would be pretty disastrous for the first weekend. But then as it, and I know normally it does a 60% drop, but I feel like as word of mouth got around. If the movie was good, like, let's say the movie was great. Like the movie was good, good plot, good character development, uh, amazing acting, amazing visuals. People would go watch it easy peasy if that was all everything. And obviously I'm going to go see it. But It's not going to get released up against Top Gun, so Chang chi doesn't have to worry about this. But I'm saying that these smaller Marvel titles are probably not going to do as well as what we've seen in the past. And the reason I say that is because, A, they aren't well-known, and B, I don't think that people understand or know these characters, right? I don't think people are going to be interested. Like, if you were to put in front of a kid Captain America, Spider-Man, Iron Man, or an Avengers movie over Shang-Chi and the Eternals... They would probably choose Captain America, Iron Man, Spider-Man, or the Avengers over Shang-Chi and the Eternals because that's what they know more about. That's what they've seen more of. They would be there to watch the movies that they have been a part of for the longest amount of time. Where with these movies, you're taking a gamble. And I'm saying Marvel's taking a gamble because they're not as well-known characters as Spider-Man or Captain America or Iron Man. Even though those two characters, Spider- I mean, uh, Captain America and Iron Man, are pretty much done in the MCU, Spider-Man right now is the biggest character that there is going forward. And I don't care what anybody says. I understand Spider-Man's gonna make over a billion, but probably not as much as Captain Marvel or as Black Panther. But Spider-Man, in my opinion... And based upon well him being the most favorite superhero behind Batman, marvel wise he's the most famous superhero, even though the comic sales haven't been doing the greatest as of late, but that can be to a whole bunch of different factors but my whole point is is you know these two movies are going to be big gambles for marvel if they are to go up against a bigger more known movie for instance if you put marvel studio shang chi up against i know it's not going to happen but let's say it did like they got the movie done and stuff against kong versus godzilla kong versus godzilla would beat shang chi ultimately because everybody has been waiting for that movie and have spent more time with those characters and know what they are compared to shang chi if you were to put Chang Chi up against a Halloween movie, you know that would probably be very disastrous against Marvel in that case. Because even though, even though horror movies making over a hundred uh, million is a big deal, it's also at the same time while it's a big deal to make over a hundred million dollars. It's um, it's a much more well-known name. And people are going to go with the thing that they know the most. How many... Like, if you walk up to somebody and say, Do you know Shang-Chi from Marvel? People are probably going to be like, no. If you were to go up and say, Do you know uh, Michael Myers or any other character that um, you know, you could put a movie up against Shang-Chi with? People would be very much to quickly choose the other option and, Chan- and not Shang-Chi. But I'm hopeful that the movie does well, but I'm hoping the movie is good itself. Because I'm hoping Marvel isn't going the SJW route and just trying to cash grab on everything from the LGBT community to every race that they can, minority or whatever. I want them to be good movies, and that's all I care about. If they're good movies, don't give a shit who's playing characters, but make the movie good. Make it make sense. If you don't, and you just make it SJW shit, it's not going to work. So, I know we started talking about giving my thoughts and opinions on movies and stuff, but, like, I kind of get carried away and talk about this stuff. Like, Blade? I love Blade. Not gonna complain about Blade at all. I didn't expect that, and that is the one thing. Like, that and Black Widow are the two things I don't have any worries about. Those are the two projects right now, and I know, obviously, X-Men and Fantastic Four in development, but we haven't seen anything about them yet. But right now, Black Widow and Blade are the two movies that I'm comfortable with, okay? And I'm, and I'm saying that because I like both the characters, and I've watched them both and journeyed throughout their different stories, even though this is a new version of Blade. But I'm really interested in both characters and seeing their stories. But with these other movies, it's very questionable of what they're trying to do. With Black Widow, you know what the movie's about. With Blade, you know what the movie's about. With like Doctor Strange and Wanda Maximoff and Doctor Strange in the multi uh, or in Multiverse of Madness, um, much di- different story because like you don't really know. You know it's gonna have the multiverse, but is it going to be an SJW movie or is it gonna be a decent movie? That's a thing I'd like to know. Is it gonna be an SGW movie or is it gonna be normal? That is something I would love to figure out, but we'll figure it all out in time when the movies come out. And obviously, stick to PC Boys if you want to hear about the or hear uh, the reviews and group talks about these upcoming Phase Four Marvel movies. Obviously, we have a long time before we see our next Marvel film. We have to wait till May of next year less than a year away but also not that not by much i mean we're about in august and may was like two months ago so you're talking about 10 months away from the next marvel movie so it's going to be it's going to be a little while uh, until we see a marvel movie but until then Just stick with us, we're going to talk about, you know, upcoming developments about all these Marvel movies. We're going to, me, David, and Kevin, when we go back to school, we'll end up talking about these three movies, or all these Phase 4 movies and giving our opinions on them and our concerns. And, obviously, stay tuned for when we do our reviews, you know? I don't know when my next movie review is going to be, because I don't know if there's any other movie that I want to watch. I mean, obviously, when Godzilla King of the Monsters comes out, you bet your ass I'm going to um, be doing a review on that, because I'll finally be able to watch it, and do a review on it, I wanted to do a review on it, back a few months ago, but I couldn't, because I couldn't go see the movie, but I did see Spider-Man, so I mean, I guess it kind of worked out, because, you know, if, uh, if we didn't go see, Spy, if I didn't go see Spider-Man when I did, I probably wouldn't have seen Spider-Man, because, Nobody wants to go up and watch it. And I'm just sitting here like, okay. So I'm glad that I went to see Spider-Man when I did. I was hoping to be able to see it a second time. But that ended up not happening. Uh, That was supposed to be like last weekend. But, you know... Things happen. So, uh, check out our latest uh, podcast, uh, other than this one, obviously, which is the Call of Duty Black Ops 4 review. I did that myself, too. I'm going to be trying to do more stuff for you guys, you know. I said that I was going to start doing little news snippets on um, on uh, my Facebook page. Problem is, though, haven't really had any news to snippet, you know. There, there's been really not a whole bunch of stuff going on until Comic-Con. Comic-Con happening! You got Maverick. Uh you got Top Gun Maverick trailer, you got it uh trailer chat uh for uh, it 2 final trailer and you got fucking all the Marvel stuff like yeah like Comic-Con gave us some news, right? And we aren't a politics channel, right? I always state this with PC boys. We're not a politics channel. We're very anti-politics in our movies. But when there are politics in our movies we have to call them out and show our frustration and give our opinions about it because it is something we care about and it is not something that we want to see have politics infused with it with anything from video games to movies and pop culture but if i were to do a politics channel which i might start a politics uh podcast at some point uh be separate from pc boys but If you do uh, want that comment, if I get enough comments, then I'll start a uh, politics channel. That can be much more amusing than this. Because what we do at PC Boys is we talk about movies and video games, we do debates, we do reviews, we give our thoughts and opinions, but we don't go into politics. We like to talk about how much we're not for politics in our movies and video games, but that's about all political we get. And... That's really it. Now, if you wanted me to do a full-on politics channel, man, I could make some funny snippets for that. But, we don't try to do that here. It just gets really hard because nowadays, in the political climate we do live in, it makes video games, movies, and everything very much open to becoming a, a political ground of propaganda. And it's kind of stupid. It 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 isn't kind of. It is stupid. And I just want to have decent games and movies. But Marvel Phase 4. What do you guys think about it? Let us know in the comments. On uh, the podcast. You can always send in uh, voice clips. You can always um, send us chats. Just tell us what you think. Like, you know, do do you disagree with my opinions? Do you agree? Are you excited? Are you not excited? Do you not know who the hell these characters are? All these things you can just leave down below. I hope to be doing a video game review, hopefully for Tom Clancy's Wildlands at some point when I finish it. But I've been playing Call of Duty Black Ops 4 lately, so I haven't really touched the game in like a few weeks, but I had it a few weeks prior, so. But yeah. Thank you very much for watching uh, or listening to this podcast, and we'll see you all in the next one.